Welcome to Outside Source Football, your inside look at the NFL. Listen to the latest predictions and happenings from the season with your hosts, Evan Mick and Gabriel Vondra. Here they are now. Hello and welcome to 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football and I'm Evan Mick. And I'm Gabriel Vondrek. Today we're doing the Week 2 2023 season recap. So we're going to start with Eagles-Vikings. Let's start out with the fact that the Vikings defense is, is really bad. This guy named Jackson, I don't know what his first name was, but he could not. He got burnt three or four times. Uh, it wasn't a bad day by Philly, but I think that they need to force feed A.J. Brown a little bit more. I think that offense can be better. There is a clear correlation, a clear connection with when their offense does well and how many points they score and how many targets A.J. Brown has every single week, week in, week out. The Vikings did something defensively, though, that I kind of liked and I've never really seen before more than like once in a game. They ran like a 3-3-5 and they put all five guys super deep. It was like a five. And then they had the three guys on the line, like the linebackers. They had them always showing blitz. So either they drop off all three or they blitz all three and send six. And it kind of worked if the Vikings defense was any good at all. It was the lack of talent. The scheme was great. To be honest, I kind of liked how it worked. It's just a question of will it work? with the better defenses, is this a scheme that's going to work against the Eagles? I And I think that that might be at least partially a scheme that'll work better than most schemes. I'm a huge shout out to Brian Flores, huge Brian Flores fan. He's their defensive coordinator in Minnesota. He came up with the scheme. Great job by him. Yeah, Flores is a good coordinator and Eagles offense struggled through the first quarter. They couldn't really get anything going and then they just started running the ball. They kept running the ball and they kept running the ball and it kept working Hit a couple of deep shots to Devontae Smith. He had the big touchdown. A.J. Brown was upset that he wasn't getting the football, but they were, I want to say, ahead by two scores at that point. And DeAndre Swift looked great. Probably his best game ever as a professional. And watching it, yeah, there was no reason for the Eagles to not continue to run the ball because the Vikings couldn't stop him. And once the Vikings offense got going, you know, Justin Jefferson got his got his points. Kirk Cousins is on pace to have, like, the greatest statistical season in NFL history, but the Vikings are 0-2. Yeah, they're, he's on pace to have the greatest statistical season going 0-17. Going 0-17. Going 0-17. So. Yeah, I hope that the Chargers hire Brian Flores after they fire Brandon Steely like, next week because Brandon Steely is the worst. I hate Brandon Steely Flo- so much. Flores is definitely getting another shot as a head coach, no doubt. Oh, yeah, for sure. Up next, we got Bengals-Ravens. Uh, the Bengals offense did not look good until it was too little, too late, which gives me a little bit of hope because they did have one really good drive, but it's got to get going a little bit earlier. In the first half, the punt return touchdown touch was really all that they had. I'm still not panicking on the Bengals, though. I still got a lot of hope for them. Uh, Ravens' offense looked meh. Lamar looks decently athletic, but still didn't throw well. You know, everything that we've seen in the past. Uh, The rushing offense, though, as a whole was pretty good, pretty efficient. Yeah, I would say for the Ravens, the positive is, is that you know you didn't play your best game. They didn't play particularly well either. The defense did, and they still won. They get, they get the win here. They get a divisional win. They're 2-0. and Bengals, I'm a little bit more concerned now. We're, we're two weeks in. You know, Week one, okay. Week two, it still doesn't look good on offense. They, they really need to get things going there and get that figured out because they're falling behind quick in an AFC North that's going to be very competitive. Up next, we got Lions-Seahawks. Well, this was a horrible game for me to watch. I was very upset. Lions defense looked bad. And they had a lot of unfortunate injuries during the game, a lot of like small injuries. Uh, Amon Ra went out for a couple of plays. Then David Montgomery got hurt. And Kirby Joseph went out for a couple of plays. And CJ Gardner, John. It was just a lot of like little injuries, little people going out for a little bit. And it was just super, super annoying. And then we lost the game in the end. I was really expecting a good game here. 
wasn't panic on the Lions. The Seahawks are supposed to be good. I have those two teams in my power rankings ranked right next to each other. So an overtime game, not super surprising, but the margin of error for the Lions offense, what we learned, is so small. You do not have the opportunity to throw picks in that offense, to have fumbles in that offense, and still win games. Yeah, they just can't trust their defense to back them up. The Seahawks had two backup tackles, and the Lions still couldn't get pressure on Geno. And granted, the, the Seahawks did a good job of you know move, moving tight ends and moving running backs around to sort of chip those edge players. But still, to get uh, Geno had all the time he needed, and and he was as comfortable as he could be back there. This one, this, I mean, it was a great game back and forth. Unfortunately, Goff throws the pick six late. They weren't able to overcome that. Um, and the the do we know? On the C.J. Gardner-Johnson injury, if that one, I heard that that one was potentially more serious. I thought that he is, is going to supposed to come back next week, but I'm not really sure. Okay, we'll have to check on that. But no, I, I agree. Their their offense can't afford to make mistakes like that because the defense is still not where it needs to be, especially if some of those guys, um, st- you know, end up missing more time. Yeah, Seahawks had a kind of a good bounce back week. Their front seven is still pretty bad though. Both borderline top 10 teams. It just hurts the Lions really to lose this one because that game might mean something in wild card competition because the Seahawks have that have the tiebreaker now. Yeah, we've seen that before. Uh, so up next, we've got Colts-Texans. So the Colts kind of ran away with this one. It was worse than the box score really even showed. The Texans scored kind of at the end and kind of garbage time. Richardson impressed again, but he keeps getting hurt, and I'm already starting to worry about him. They did average five yards per carry, though. Great job. By the Colts running the ball, even without Jonathan Taylor, proving you don't need to pay a star running back once again. Texans, we knew they weren't going to be good, but we finally saw some passing offense, which was good to see. Shroud played a fine game, especially at the end. Maybe it was a little bit garbage time, but those receivers were finally getting open, and he was completing some passes. Yeah, the the number, you know, the yards were high. I think he threw, ended up throwing for 387, and like you said, some of it was garbage time. The game was over. Um, but I definitely liked what I saw from uh, from the young receiver, Nico Collins. Had a good day. Go out and pick him up in fantasy if he's still available. And uh, Robert Woods has been decent the past two weeks. Yeah, the Colts are able to get the win, but I, I agree with you, and, and we said it last week. Anthony Richardson is not going to be able to keep playing like this. He can't take these hits. I mean, he's he's running like a fullback out there, and and it's not, it's not going to work. Yeah, up next we've got Bears-Buccaneers. This one was... A battle between two teams that I don't think are very good. I think you know the Bucks are two and zero, maybe the worst two and zero team in the NFL. Baker made some plays. Mike Evans had a really nice day. Had some huge plays down the field, but they they never put this game away. Really, I mean they didn't put it away until the very very end. You know they kept giving the Bears chances late in this game when they had every opportunity to put it away. The Bears are they just can't help themselves. Just, you know Justin Fields will flash. You know the first drive he looked great, gets a rushing touchdown. Had a nice touchdown pass to Chase Claypool in the middle of the game. But there's other times where he just takes sacks, where he is sitting in the pocket and just keeps drifting back, drifting back. The protection is good. He's holding on the ball for seven, eight, nine seconds and then getting sacked. He just, he just can't keep playing like a rookie. You know, at, at some point, the Bears, if, if this keeps up throughout the season, I, I don't think he'll be in Chicago next year. He can't keep playing like a rookie. Yeah, two picks, 55 completion percentage, but good job by DJ Moore getting 104 yards. Finally had his breakout game in Chicago, even with Justin Fields' lack of passing over the middle within 10 yards. Yeah. He's got a good deep ball, but other than that, it's just, oh. It's just progression, right? You want to see progression, and we're not seeing that right now. Yeah, and I'm not still, still not a Baker believer, but give him some credit. He played pretty good. 
Uh, it was their defense that played better, but 76% completion and great day by Mike Evans, 171 yards. That's wild. But but what do we what do we say? What's the measuring stick? What's the measuring stick? Yeah, you're playing you're playing the Bears <laughs> defense. The Bear, Bears defense. Yeah. Up next, we got Chiefs Jags. So Chief offense kind of looked bad until the second half. Their game played out very similarly to Ravens Bengals, except the team that looked bad was able to overcome it because their defense looked better in the first half. Chiefs were able to overcome uh, a bad offense in the first half and had one good drive at the end. Same thing, just their defense looked better. Yeah, the Chiefs, uh, a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. You had a muff punt, some uh, yeah, other turnovers, fumble on offense. Uh, but the Jags couldn't get anything going. And I think the biggest reason they couldn't get anything going uh, was the guy who didn't play in week one. Chris Jones was back, and it was apparent. He was, uh, I mean, he was a monster. Uh, he, was, he was getting pressure on Lawrence. And, and you just see how he elevates everybody else on that Kansas City defense. You know, they were, I mean, yeah, the Jags really just couldn't get anything going. Yeah, Lawrence only went for... 22 for 41 for 216 yards. And if you look at the teams rushing, both teams leading rushers, their number one running backs, had 12 rushes. And then ETN for the Jags had 40 yards, and Isaiah Pacheco for the Chiefs had 70 yards. That's a big difference when you have the same amount of attempts rushing. The other thing I would say was the Jags had some opportunities. Um, It felt like there were more uh, pass attempts to the end zone with the receiver could not being able to get his feet in. So... Something you don't want to see from Trevor. And you know, a lot of them were tight window throws, but some of them were, if the ball was more accurate, I think the receivers would have had chances to get their feet in bounds. So something you want to see better from him is, yeah, accuracy down there in the red zone. Up next, we got Packers-Falcons. Uh, no Aaron Jones, no Christian Watson, but they still made it a game. They really probably should have won this one. I still don't believe in the Falcons. Falcons got a little bit lucky here. Uh, Falcons, good win by them, though, I guess, overall. Win's a win offensively against what is a good Packers defense, Bijan still looked great, 160 total yards. And Ritter actually made a couple passes downfield, but he also threw his first interception. So it's that question of, okay, now, so he can kind of pass downfield, but then you're going to lead to turnovers. And it's like, how much do they want that? Are they still going to limit Ritter? Probably still a lot. Yeah, I mean, the Packers did a lot more than than make this a game. They had this thing won. They were up by two scores going into the fourth quarter, their offense just decided to do nothing in the fourth quarter and, and their defense gave up two drives or, or a couple drives to the Falcons and the Falcons are able to take the lead. Um, and the Falcons, they just, they know who they are on offense. You know, it's, it's the run game. Bijan Robinson is, is the feature player. They, they're doing a lot of things to get him the ball in space. Drake London had, had a few big catches, a nice touchdown. You have Kyle Pitts. I, I would love to see this Falcons team with a more talented quarterback, but you know, Desmond Ritter looked better. They gave him, you know, a little bit more, you know, more freedom. He had more opportunity in this one. They had to, you know, they were playing from behind late in the game, still limited. We'll see how he can do the rest of the year. I, I liked him running the ball. He had, you know, picked up a number of first downs running the football, but yeah, this one, if you're a Packers fan, you're sick. Cause you had this thing won and, and the team really just collapsed in the fourth quarter. Up next, we got Raiders at Bill's. Bills dominated that game, but I still think that their play calling needs to be better offensively. When you have the ball on the two-yard line and you're playing against a team like the Raiders and they're playing a thin box and you have one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the NFL and you throw the ball where you have him taking a a five-step drop, that's just ridiculous. That's things that cannot happen. Raiders did not run the ball well. Bills rushing defense looked good, but the Garoppolo to Adams connection looked, looked pretty good this week, which was very important to see. You got anything to say about Bills Raiders? No. 
Gabriel. <laughs> Gabriel's going to pass on that one. I'm kidding. To say the Raiders' run game did not do well is an understatement. It was horrible. It was awful. Josh Jacobs had nine carries for negative two yards, and he had 11 yards after contact. You can do the math there. It's not good. The Raiders, like the Giants last week, were playing a team that was too good that they couldn't make mistakes, and they made mistakes early on. They threw an interception on a tip screen pass. Through another interception later in the game. They got down. They got behind. Bill's defense looked great. They, yeah, like I said, couldn't run the ball. They were teeing off on Garoppolo. Garoppolo wasn't seeing the field very well after the first drive. Uh, the Raiders looked bad. The Bills looked good. Dominated pretty much from start to finish. Up next, we got Chargers at Titans. Chargers, holy cow, they should have won this game. Please fire Brandon Staley. Good overtime win for the Titans. Wins a win. You beat a team that's definitely better than you. Titans offense looks pretty good. Uh, I was kind of impressed this one actually went for them. Chargers should fire Brandon Steele today. He's horrible. They have a top eight roster in the league, and they never play like it. They didn't I, run the ball well without Eckler, but they also didn't only had one pass breakup as a team and no interceptions. That's wild. Their secondary is good. Have you seen Derwin James play? Dude's a freak athlete. You got one PBU as a team. No fumbles, no interceptions. What is that? You let Ryan Tannehill go 20 for 24 for 250 yards. That's wild. Yeah, Tannehill was airing it out a few times. Yeah, you just got to be sick if you're a Chargers fan. This they just don't know how to win. Well, one thing I noticed is when the Chargers don't know what to do when they're playing with a the lead. They look so much better when they're playing from behind or the game is close. But as soon as they take the lead, it's like they don't know what to do. The off the offense just falls apart. All of a sudden, they can't pick up a third down. Very much uh, more. I would say that yeah, the more talented team in this game. But the Titan, the Titans just hung around, kept it close, kept you know, kept going back and forth, and yeah, you get in the overtime. Chargers get the ball first, three and out. Titans get you know, Titans get it, drive down the field, kick a field goal, win the game. That's it. I mean, Herbert made some great plays like he always does, um, but again, Chargers just don't know how to win. Up next, we got 49ers at Rams. Rams look good. Their offensive line is definitely much better than last year, but I don't know how much of that is talent and how much of that is their scheme making them look good. But they're still not good enough to beat the 49ers. To be honest, though, because of the Rams scheme, they could be a wildcard team. They're in that potential with their talent and their scheme. Uh, but 49ers are just too good of a team, too consistent. They shouldn't lose to a non-top-10 team all year. And I think that their defensive scheme actually has some question marks in it. I thought that that Rams offense kind of tore it up down the middle. And I think that that's something that with D'Amico Ryans wouldn't have happened. And now that he's gone, you're not going to be able to see it until they play a really good team. But all of a sudden, you play a really good team, and boom, it's just like, what just happened? Yeah, the Rams' offense, you know, they were able to move the ball. They were able to score some points. I thought Stafford played really well. They're putting a lot on him, limited talent around him. Shout out Puka Nakua, another huge week. Fantasy owners love him. Luckily, I picked him up after week one. He's taken on, you know, that Cooper Cup role where he's just going to get 15 to 20 targets a game. But like you said, at, at the end of the day, the 49ers were the better team, and we're able to come out victorious. Up next, we got Giants-Cardinals, which is a super interesting one. Comeback win for the Giants. Uh, I thought it was a really, really bad showing by the Giants until the second half. Hopefully, they can get better, but I'm in a slight panic mode for the Giants. Uh, for the Cardinals, though, still the worst team in the league, and now you lost Buda Baker, so you're even worse. That's just how it is. Yeah, the Buda Baker, that does hurt. Well, he's on IR, so it's a minimum four games. He could potentially be back. Yeah, it's a good thing the Giants won this, because had they lost it, it would have been, yeah, definitely time to hit the panic button. They were horrible in the first half. Couldn't do anything on offense. Couldn't stop the Cardinals on defense. Josh Dobbs looked like 
Joe Montana. And then the second half, they woke up. Danny Dimes showed why they paid him all that money. Started slinging the ball over the field, finding Darren Waller. Yeah, paid him all that money to beat the Cardinals. <laughs> I get it. It's the Cardinals. Uh, but he was running running around, picking up first downs. Uh, he looked great. He looked great in the second half. They were able to pull off the comeback. Uh, the Barkley injury looks like it's not going to be terrible. He's going to be out for a number of weeks. I think they're saying three to four weeks with, a, with an ankle sprain. Hopefully they can get him back soon. But yeah, good good thing the Giants won this because yeah, falling to and two and, and losing to the Cardinals would have been really bad. Up next, we got Jets at Cowboys. Uh, Jets offense looks not great, but their defense is really good. Cowboys offense is decent and their defense is really good. So Cowboys were just the better team, better offense, similar defenses. Yeah, what can you say? The Jets are going to struggle to beat anybody with that offense. They get the big play to Garrett Wilson. That's that's pretty much all they have right now is is sort of fluky big plays. With as good as their defense is, I'm interested to see how long they're willing to ride it out with Zach Wilson. Are, are they going to try? Will they try to go out and get somebody else? I don't know. Um, but right now, it, it looks really bad. Yeah, that, that offense is terrible. And, and the Cowboys are good, especially their defense. The Cowboys Cowboys have maybe maybe the best defense in the NFL, but they're def, definitely in the top five. Up next, we got Commanders at Broncos. Uh, the Commanders looked like they pulled off an absolute massive comeback. And they did points-wise. But they were dominating kind of the whole game. Uh, their defense played better in the second half, especially that third quarter. But they had some pretty good drives offensively in the early stages of the game, which just didn't result in touchdowns. One in a blocked kick, another in a field goal. Their offense just always looks pretty good. I mean, and I don't really like Sam Howell, but I think the story of the game is the fact that the Broncos don't have a pass rush. They have a great secondary. They had like five sacks, but all their sacks were coverage sacks. And that's just how it is. Russell Wilson made a couple of good throws, but... If you're an NFL QB, you can't have three, four good throws and then three, four bad ones, especially if your bad ones hit the opposite team in the hands three or four times in a row. And so you're just going to lose game after game after game if you keep doing that. It's just the story of the NFL offensive league. It's not going to happen. Yeah, poor Denver. Get the get the Hail Mary, get the fans all fired up, and then they miss the two-point conversion. That's it's yeah. kind of the story of Denver right now in the Russell Wilson era, these, yeah. these first two seasons. Yeah, that probably should have been a DPI, though. Let's be, let's be honest there. He was grabbed maybe, on, grabbed maybe. On a little bit. Up next, we got Dolphins at Patriots. Uh, Dolphins are a dangerous team this year. The Patriots did something interesting as well. They played a three-high shell all day. Those safeties were all kind of like 10, 12 yards off the whole game, and they forced the Dolphins to run. And the Dolphins proved that they were good enough at running to get them some points. They're not a great run team. They never will be. That's never their scheme. But they're good enough that they can get away when the Patriots are playing a light box. Yeah, what did we say? Bill Belichick is going to try to take away what you do best. So he limited Tyreek Hill. He limited the big plays. I think Hill ended up with 40 yards, had the touchdown. But also, like we thought, yeah, this Dolphins offense is too talented to stop everybody. And and yeah, they proved that they could run the ball. Tua played well, took what the defense was giving him, and the more talented team won here. Yeah, up next we got Saints-Panthers. Saints kicked a lot of field goals. Saints defense look good, but is that that they're good or that the Panthers are bad? Yeah, I I'm not 100 sure. I think the Saints defense is really good after after seeing them against the Titans last week and and the Panthers again this week. Um, that defense is is the stronger unit on the team. Their offense moved the ball well in the first half. Got you know two drives where they had to settle for field goals in the red zone. Shocker, Derek Carr at quarterback. And then in the second half, they're able to punch the ball in, score touchdowns. 
ended up taking a 20 to nine lead late in the game. And it, it was more than the Panthers offense could overcome. Yeah. They're Panthers are not good. I, I think the NFC South is, is going to come down to the saints and the Falcons personally. I think the bucks will fall away. It's going to be the saints of the Falcons in the South. Up next, we got Browns Steelers. This was a, a great game to be honest, like close as far as matchups go and divisional influence. Great primetime game as the Browns you can't give up two defensive touchdowns and expect to win. You just can't do it. You can't fumble to end the game when you're up and let them fumble and score a touchdown. It just can't happen when your defense is good and they're keeping you in the game. Washington showed flashes of his athleticism, but throwing and his decision-making were still not there. Uh, Steelers offense is not good, though. They had one big touchdown by Pickens, and that was all they could really get going. But it was enough because of how good their defense played, and I would say more so the Browns turnovers more than their defense playing great, which they did. It's the Browns turnovers, which can't happen. Yeah. Two similar teams. The offenses looked bad. Defenses looked great. The difference was the Steelers defense made game changing plays. You know, they, they turned turnovers into points. Not then that was the difference. And the other difference is that the Steelers aren't paying over $200 million for their quarterback. So as a Browns fan, yeah, you'd like to see more out of Deshaun Watson, but haven't seen it yet, and it's not going to get any easier for him now with Nick Chubb out for the season. Really, really tough injury. Hoping for the best for him coming back next year, but doesn't look like he's going to play again this season. No, it it was a bad injury, and if you have any kind of pains of watching people get hurt, this is not something. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I can't watch that stuff. I watched it the other day, and it's it's pretty bad. Thank you for listening to 101.7 FM Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. We'll be back after this short break. Hello and welcome back to Outside Source Football on 101.7 Radio Free Hillsdale. Today we're doing a new segment, Power Top 5. We're going to go 5-1 to one and we're going to switch every other. So I'm going to start with my number 5 team in the NFL. I have the Dallas Cowboys. Their defense looks just great. And their offense is good. It's not great, but it's good enough. But at the point where their defense can carry them through games. I will go with Kansas City Chiefs at five, reluctantly. I don't even want them in the top five, but they still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have Andy Reid, and I think the offense is going to get it figured out, and the defense already looked way better with Chris Jones, so they're going to get rolling. At number four, I have the Miami Dolphins. I'm not a Dolphins fan by any means. I don't really like Tua that much because I'm a huge Justin Herbert guy, but as a professional, it was just professional. Dolphins are a great team and I don't see how anybody stops their offense that's just how it comes down to yeah that's my number four as well I really love the offense uh hope the defense gets a little bit better but that offense can score with anybody so they're also my number four at number three I have the Kansas City Chiefs you still got Patrick Mahomes you still are the previous Super Bowl winners you're still pretty much for the most part the same team you kept the main pieces intact and they're just I mean they're kind of in a slump but they're a great team it does not matter I have the Philadelphia Eagles. They looked really good. The offense did the last three quarters against the Vikings. Struggled a little bit against the Patriots, but they are 2-0. and The defense hasn't played as well as people thought. They've, they've played well in spurts. Um, I think they'll get better, and yeah, they're my number three. At number two, I have the 49ers. Probably the most well-rounded team in the entire league. I mean, the quarterback is their only real weakness, and it's not really a weakness. Weakness? He's good. He's, he's seven and oh as a he's starter. He's good. He's not great. He doesn't know how to lose. What about the Philadelphia Eagles game? He lost that game. He was the starter. Yeah, he lost his elbow in that game. But he lost, and he was the starter. The 49ers team is so good. 
Brock Purdy's not bad. He's good, but he's not great. He's the best quarterback in the NFL. All you right. heard it here first. Say seven what, what, what number are we on? <laughs> number number seven and now. Whatever. <laughs> Their defense is carrying them through Don't games. cut this out. You better leave this in. I want the world to know that I think Brock Purdy is the best quarterback in the NFL. And who's your number? T- who's your number two team? Dallas Cowboys. I like their defense a lot. Micah Parsons is great. Their offense has underperformed a little bit so far, but they're still talented. So, give me Dallas at two. At number one, I got the Philadelphia Eagles. Their offense is really, really good. Their defense is really, really good. Their quarterback. They have this unstoppable play on fourth and one which is super, super overpowered, and they're going to win a lot of games just based on that play. And they're just a well-rounded team all around. Yeah, I have the 49ers at number one. I think they've been more consistent so far this season. I know we're only two games in, but I think they have more talent than anybody on offense. Defense has played well. Um, but, I mean, when you get into the top three, it's I think it's pretty interchangeable there. And any one of those teams could be the best team in the NFL on any given day. Up next, we got our game predictions. So for Thursday Night Football, I have the 49ers beating the Giants. Probably to nobody's surprise, the Giants are playing bad. The 49ers are playing good. And the 49ers are the better team overall anyways, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, not much to say here. 49ers, it's going to take a big upset for the Giants to pull this off. On Sunday, first game of the week, I got Lions beating the Falcons at home. Falcons beat a very beat-up Packers team last week and a not-super-talented Panthers team week one. Lions should bounce back and win, maybe not by a lot, but win dominantly. I'm going to go with the Lions as well. It's hard for me to pick against the Falcons. I like what they've done so far. They've been good for me, uh, 2-0 and in weeks 1 and 2, but I don't see the Lions dropping two in a row, not at home. I think they have more talent on offense, and the Falcons won't be able to keep up scoring-wise. Up next, we got Chargers at Vikings, and I think this game could be a kind of a toss-up. Two good offenses, two rough defenses, one better coach, but... One of these teams, no matter what here, is going to go 0-3, which is kind of surprising, I think, to everybody going through the first start of the season. Nobody was seeing this coming. But I do have the Chargers beating the Vikings here. I might predict a tie in this one because I don't think either team will find a way to win because they haven't done that so far. Uh, But I won't do that. I'll pick the Vikings at home. Kirk will put up numbers, and the Chargers will find a way to lose in a close game. Up next, we got Saints at Packers. After getting their best players back, the Packers offense should be able to put up a decent showing, and I have them beating the Saints because that Saints offense is not efficient enough. Although their defense is pretty good, the offense isn't efficient enough in the red zone to to win. I like the Saints in this one. I think their defense will be the best unit on the field. I think Jordan Love will struggle a lot, and Derek Carr and that Saints offense will do just enough to win, um, just like they've done the first two weeks. Up next, we got Texans at Jags. Uh, Jags offense looked pretty bad last week, but that's against a pretty good Kansas City defense, especially with Chris Jones coming back. And I think the Jabs should absolutely dominate in this one and destroy the Houston Texans. Yeah, I agree. This, this is a game the Jaguars need to win, and I, I think they will win. Up next, we got Broncos at Dolphins. This will be an interesting one for the Dolphins offensively because for the Dolphins, it's a team with not a great pass rush, which is the Broncos, against a team with not a great blocking a line, the Dolphins but it's a team with great coverage, the Broncos, against a team with great receiving weapons, the Dolphins. So I think it'll be super interesting to see what actually happens there, and I do think that the Dolphins will win that battle, but I don't really think it'll matter because I don't think Broncos will put up a lot of points. 
Yeah, give me the Dolphins in this one. They're at home. Broncos got to travel across the country. It, it is an intriguing matchup, the Broncos secondary with those Dolphins receivers, but the Dolphins have beat better teams already, and, and I like them in this one. Up next, we got Titans at Browns. I have the Browns winning this game, even though they probably lost their best offensive player. I don't think the Titans will be high scoring enough, and I think the Browns defense will be good enough to limit them and that the Brown offense will just get one or two touchdowns and that'll be the game for them. I think this one could be similar to last week, the Browns and Steelers game. You have two really good defenses and I trust the Titans to not make mistakes on offense. I trust Ryan Tannehill to protect the ball better than Deshaun Watson. And I think because of that, the Titans will get the win on the road in Cleveland. Up next, we got Bills at Commanders. Uh, the Bills are the better team. That's just straight up true. I also don't believe that anybody is predicting the Pan or the Commanders to go 3-0 and right here. That D-line will get after Josh Allen, but their secondary isn't good enough to cover when he's outside the pocket, unlike that Jets secondary. That was really what won them the game. D-line gets after Josh Allen, and then the secondary covers. Commanders will get after Josh Allen, and they won't cover. Yeah, if the, if the Bills just show up and do their job, they should get the win here for sure. But if, if there is... You know, something that could keep keep the commanders in this game. It is that defensive line. If they can get pressure on Allen, maybe force him into some bad decisions, they could keep this thing close. But I still like the Bills. Up next, we got Colts at Ravens. Anthony Richardson is a wild card in every game that he's in. He can help win you random games with his talent like Justin Fields did last year. And with them, they'd have a chance. They probably shouldn't win, but they'd have a chance. But now without him... Ravens are going to win this game, and there's not really any sleeper on the Colts that I'm worried about helping them win. Is Richardson for sure out with a concussion? Almost, almost confidently out. Almost, almost for sure. Yeah, and in, in that case, and even with him, I would still be picking the Ravens. The Ravens haven't played up to the standard that they know they can play at. I'll be looking to them to play a, a cleaner game and, and win convincingly against uh, the Colts. Up next, we got Patriots at Jets. Honestly... I don't know who the better team is here. The Patriots, out of all surprises here, have the better offense. They do. But the Jets have the better defense, which is super weird to look at on paper. If you would have said this last year, everybody would have thought you were crazy. But I think that Bill Belichick will have Zach Wilson melting down back there in the pocket. I think he'll freak him out. They won't have any passing going game going at all. And I have the Patriots winning this one. Yeah, pro probably a low-scoring game. That's a bold take. But the Patriots' offense uh, will be able to muster some points and, and get the win here. Up next, we got Panthers at Seahawks. Uh, Panthers' offense is going to lose them this one. I have the Seahawks winning. It's just the Panthers' offense isn't good enough to win them this game and keep up with the weaponful Seahawks. Even though I think the Panthers' run game will be better because the front seven of the Seahawks isn't good, I think that the Seahawks will just be able to pass it down the field on them. And I think they'll score enough touchdowns. The Panthers won't be able to keep up. Yeah, if the Seahawks play as well on offense as they did against the Lions, this one will be no contest. The Panthers' offense has really struggled. Um, this is probably the pick I'm most confident in. I, I don't see any way the Seahawks lose at home to a much less talented Panthers team. This is the. I'm pretty sure you're going to take that back in two games. <laughs> Anyways, up next, we got Bears at Chiefs. Chiefs are better. Maybe I might take it back with this one. <laughs> Chiefs are better, enough said. <laughs> Yeah, um, again, this is going to take a major upset. Uh, Chiefs are my pick. But hey, Justin Fields, he can do anything. Any given Sunday, right? Yeah, this one is the game that I'm the most confident on. This next game, more so than Chiefs at Bears, and the Chiefs are at home. I'm more confident about the next game, and that is 
Cowboys at Cardinals. I'm so confident that the Cowboys are going to win this one. They're just such a better team. It's just not close. Yeah, there's this, there's going to be a huge difference in talent on the field, and there's no way the Cowboys should lose this lose this game. That would be a historic up. What do you think that that would take? Dak Prescott playing horrible. <laughs> Dak Prescott doing Dak Prescott things. Micah Parsons getting ejected in the first quarter. I think that multiple players would have to get ejected from Dallas. probably. Yeah, you'd probably have to lose multiple starters on defense. Maybe they. I don't know. Maybe there's a there's a equipment mix up and they don't have their uniforms and they can't play something like that. Something just wild. I think even if they didn't have pads on, this would be a pretty close game. <laughs> yeah. Up next, we got Steelers at Raiders. Uh, this game definitely has some upset potential in my opinion, but I do have the Steelers winning it. I can't look at it and say that the great Steelers defense is going to lose them this game when the Raiders are probably not going to put up enough points. Even though the Steelers offense is not that great, I think it all depends on how they play. And if they can play like a below average offense, they'll win this game pretty confidently. I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. I still think they're one of the top teams in the NFL. Last week against the Bills, that was an anomaly. Just not their day. They'll get right back on track at home against the Steelers in prime time. Yeah, and, and you're not a biased Raiders fan. No. No. No, that is my That's... unbiased, analytical football opinion. Yeah, true, true. Yes. Okay, on Monday Night Football, we have two games again, which I think is kind of weird. I don't love them. How do you, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about the Monday Night Football schedule. Last night, I felt like nobody cared about Saints-Panthers. Yeah. Kind of because nobody cares about those teams very much in the, general. These should be at least a little bit better games. And I kind of like having football on at 7-15, yeah. but it's weird having to wait for two games, especially like fantasy football games all happening at different times. Kind of weird. Anyways, uh, Eagles-Bucks play first, 7-15. I just think that the Eagles are too talented. I have them winning this game. Bucks won close games against decent opponents, but the Eagles have dominated, and the Bucks. Will not be three now. Yeah, give me Philly. That's it. Enough said. Enough said. Enough give said. me, give me Philly. Up next, we got Rams at Bengals. Very interesting one here, to be honest. Uh, if Burrow plays as good as he did last year, the Bengals will win this game. But if Burrow doesn't play like he did, if he plays like he did the first half of the last game and Week One, they'll probably lose this one. Aaron Donald will probably get after him, but the way to beat the Rams is to pass into the flats and have your playmakers make plays, and nobody has a better opportunity to do that than the Bengals with the playmakers that they have. This is a tough pick for me because the Rams, I think, have played well, and the Bengals obviously have not played well, but it's just I can't see the Bengals and Joe Burrow starting the year 3 and losing this one at home. I think they get. I think this is finally the week they get back on track. They figured out and they'll get this win. Yeah, I've picked the Bengals both games and gotten them both wrong. So you're listening to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football with our fantasy football starts. At quarterback, I have Trevor Lawrence versus the Houston Texans. He looked bad in Kansas City last week and is due for a bounce back week against a team that probably won't generate much pass rush on him. That's just, that's it. Yep. I'm going to go with Kirk Cousins against the Chargers. Cousins has put up crazy numbers so far this year, and I think he's going to have a great day going play action left, boot right, and throwing it to the best receiver in the NFL. Give yeah. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, there's no reason for that Chargers defense to stop him with all the holes they leave can, out. Can I give a quick shout-out to uh, Joseph Doherty, who pointed that out to me? It seems like 95% of Kirk Cousins' completions 
come off of bootlegs where he goes play action left, boot right. And you, when you watch the game, you're like, oh my gosh, like they got to run this more than anybody in the league. Anyway, shout out Joe Doherty. <laughs> Up next, I've got my running back start and Miles Sanders versus Seattle. Although they could be point chasing, Seattle does not have a good enough front seven to stop, I think, the, the Carolina running game. And I think that this Carolina run game is going to be a little bit underrated going into this game. And I think that they'll have some chances against Seattle to break some big ones. Yep. Give me Najee Harris, Steelers running back against the Raiders. This Raiders defense is not good. And James Cook just torched him last week. And the Steelers offense, best way to get back on track when you're not doing things very well is just run the football. So I think Najee Harris will have a big day. At my wide receiver start, I've got Quinton Johnston versus Minnesota. I kind of had to dig here for this one, but... I think that Minnesota will make this a shootout and they'll have a slow enough secondary for a guy like Johnston to finally have his breakout game. I like Christian Kirk, Jaguars receiver against the Texans. Got a ton of targets last week against a tough Kansas City defense. I think teams are more focused on stopping Calvin Ridley now and it's creating a lot of opportunities for Christian Kirk and the other receivers in that offense. Up next, I got Brandon Aubrey versus Arizona. High scoring game for the Cowboys, even if it's mostly extra points and only just like one field goal. He'll still have a lot of points. He's a safe, safe pick this week. Yeah, before I get to my kicker, I'm going to give a tight end pick because I did my homework this week. Uh, I like Sam Laporta, Lions tight end against the Falcons. I think he's he's flashed in that Lions offense, and also they've lost a few guys to injuries. So I think he's going to get even more touches than he has the first two weeks. I actually also do have a tight end pick. I picked Hayden oh, Hurst. Oh, way to go, Evan. Hayden Hurst. For, Good I did, job. Way to go, I bud. did my homework. I work hard. <laughs> I have Hayden Hurst versus Seattle, another Carolina Panthers, and even in this bad Carolina Panthers offense, uh, he gets a lot of targets, actually, especially in week one. He had quite a few, and it's a bad linebacker core and a good secondary, which is perfect for tight ends because you can then choose to face against the linebacker core if you scheme him well. Bryce Young also can't see over the line past outside the numbers, so he's got to throw to his tight end exactly. in the middle of the field. Exactly. He's not tall enough to I was see. kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm a big fan of Bryce Young. I think he's going to do well. I'm also pretty sure Bryce Young is only like two inches shorter than I am. So For my kicker start, I'm going to go with the Falcons, Young-Hui Koo. He's had a hot start to the year. The Falcons' offense struggles in the red zone. And if they do move the ball this week, I think they'll move it a little bit. Lions defense isn't great. I still think they're going to be settling for field goals. Also in a dome, no elements. So give me Koo. For my defensive start, I got New England versus the Jets. This Jets offense is bad. Zach Wilson looks bad. Their O-line is meh. And New England with Bill Belichick will get after them. That's just how it's going to work. Yeah, give me the Chiefs defense against the Bears. Justin Fields is bad. Their offensive line is bad. And the Bears offense in general is bad. And the Chiefs defense looked pretty good last week. So give me them. Moving on to our sits for my sit quarterback. I have Jordan Love versus the New Orleans Saints. Even though I did pick them to win, I think that he had a Jordan Love had a great first two weeks, but they'll struggle against a good Saints passing defense. I think they'll probably lean on the run more this week. Yeah, my sit is Daniel Jones against the 49ers, uh, one of the better defenses in the NFL. The Giants haven't exactly looked great with their only show, you know, real showing being one half against the Cardinals. So I think it's going to be a long day for Danny Dimes in that Giants offense. For my running back sit, I have Rashad White versus Philadelphia. Philadelphia's run defense is great. Their D-tackles are big. Their defensive ends are fast. I just don't think that they're going to be able to run against them. And I think the Bucks team is going to be down enough that they probably won't want to run most of the game. My running back sit is Brian Robinson Jr., the Commanders. He's had two good weeks, really good week last week, 
Uh, but they're playing against the Bills defensive front that just destroyed the Raiders run game. And I think the Bills keep that up. I think they're going to be a tough team to run against all year. So I don't like Brian Robinson Jr. this week. For my wide receiver sit, I have Garrett Wilson versus the Patriots. You saw what they did to Hill last week. Now you have a bad QB with a bad O-line. And what do you think? Wilson's going to do better? Not only that, but Wilson last week generated all of his points on one big play. It was just it was just the one big play, and you can't depend on that. You just can't. Yeah, Wilson's a tough play, even in a league with more players now, because he's going to be so dependent on big plays and, and maybe a touchdown here or there now. Yeah, unless they play the Cardinals. <laughs> True. Uh, my sit at receiver is... Uh, Titans, DeAndre Hopkins. Titans are going against the Browns. That defense has looked really solid, and Hopkins hasn't exactly been great. He's gotten targeted quite a bit, um, but I don't like him this week against Cleveland. For my tight end set of the week, I have Logan Thomas versus Buffalo. He depended on touchdowns last week and depended on the five targets he had two weeks ago when he didn't score that well. So I think that versus this great Buffalo defense, Matt Milano, I don't think that he'll be able to play very well. I don't think he'll have that many points. My sit is Darren Waller. I know he's a high, you know, one of the big names at tight end. Hasn't quite lived up the, to the hype. Definitely not this season and, and not last season either. And going against a tough opponent in the 49ers who've done well against tight ends so far. So I don't like Darren Waller this week. Yeah, that's a tough one because it's like if you don't have another good tight end, then you should probably still start Darren Waller. If you're in like a, a 14 man or a 16 man, but if you have another tight end that's like you feel a little bit confident in, you should probably start him over. Yeah, if you can get on the waiver wire and pick up, say Sam Laporta, Hunter Henry, that would be a good move. Hunter, there's no way Henry's still available. I love Hunter Henry. He's 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 a good player. Up next, we got my kicker sit, which is Jake Elliott versus Tampa Bay. I think that they'll have too many PATs, not enough field goals, and they go for it too much on fourth down, which they do every week. And somehow people still start Jake Elliott, even though. All he has is PATs usually. My sit is the Cardinals' Matt Prater. And Matt Prater has done well this season so far. He's actually a top 10 kicker in the league. But the Cardinals are playing against the Cowboys. There's a decent chance they don't score at all unless the Cowboys take their starters out at the end of the game. So I don't like Matt Prater. Yeah, and you don't think that they'll... Um, you don't think that the Cardinals will pull a Rams last week? Zero seconds left in the game and we're going to kick a field goal to uh, cover the spread? They did that? It was so funny. That is funny. They were, it was a 10-point game, two seconds left, and they kicked a field goal. Sean McVay definitely had a buddy who was like, hey, Sean, I took, I, you know, I, I had the spread in this game. Seven and you, guys, you, guys, you, guys, you guys need to cover the spread here. And Sean was like, yeah, sure, I got you. My defensive sit is Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia. Tampa's defense is ranked third in total points, but now they play Philadelphia. Don't start them. To be honest, it wouldn't be horrible to keep them on your bench. I usually stream most of my defensive week to week. Bucks have an easy schedule, but this week specifically, tough matchup. Not a week that you want to start them. Don't start them. Duh. Yeah, I'm going with a similar pick. Commanders, who are top five defense right now, but they're going against a high-powered Bills offense and don't think it's going to be a great day for that Commanders defense. Thank you for listening to 101.7 FM, Radio Free Hillsdale. This is Outside Source Football. Please go follow us on OSFB underscore pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day.